1: Would you be the jerk for telling your sons that they wouldn't exist if you had a daughter first? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for refusing to let my parents rename me? My, 15-year-old male, parents gave my sister, 16-year-old female, brother, 13-year-old male, and me, nature names, and more specifically, water nature names. My sister is Ocean, I'm Cove, and my brother is River, They wanted our names to have a theme without being matchy with the same initial, so we got our names. The story was told to us when we were little and my parents were proud of the names they gave us. Back when we were all stuck at home, my parents started to express regret about their choices for us. They actually told us over dinner one night that they wished they had given us better names and apologized for making us live with the names we were given. A few months after that apology, my mom and dad told us they wanted us to be Elizabeth, sister, james me and michael brother they said since we were kids and weren't in college yet and nobody had their license at that point it would be the best time to do it all three of us said we didn't want to change our first names my dad looked into whether they could do it when we said no and all answers he got pointed to a very strong no but it was also unusual to change your older kids first name so they went ahead and tried anyway but once we were asked if we wanted different names they were told no My parents brought it up a lot to us afterward. My brother asked why they wanted to name him Michael and said the name was crappy. They told him Michael was a timeless name that would age well and gave him some nickname choices. He said he hated it, so they asked if he would consider Charles instead, which he said was an even bigger no. Our parents focused really hard on him for a while, because he had asked the question about the name so they figured he was the most open. So far, none of us have agreed to the name change. I told my parents that I know they regret the names, but we're all used to and like our names and don't want to go for more boring or common names. My parents argued that in the future we will regret it and we'd have to pay for it ourselves when we're adults and we realize having weird names does not age well. I asked why they can't let us get there if we ever do. They said we should be thinking more of our futures and they accused me of having a really bad attitude because I said James was as bad to me as Cove is to them now. They told me to look online, and I did and I saw a lot of hate for our names, but I told them it still didn't change my mind. My parents said we should respect them enough as parents to allow this, and that we're all being disrespectful. Am I the jerk? So, if you like your name, that's great. They might regret it, but if you don't regret your name, you don't want to change your name? Then really, I think this is dead in the... Pun not intended. Water. Could people perceive these names as being maybe slightly gaudy or showy names? Sure, but at the same time, ocean, cove, river. While that's definitely uncommon, I wouldn't be like, wow, that's a weird name. Personally, I feel like I would think that's nice different. There's nothing wrong with those names. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for bringing a friend home and letting her sleep on the couch when my mom was over and supposed to sleep on the couch? I, 30-year-old female, started college last year. During my second semester, I met Phoebe, 19. We were taking two classes together and we clicked immediately. We have a lot of the same interests and she's just a kind and smart girl phoebe was diagnosed with cancer over the summer she spent a few months in the hospital and now goes for outpatient chemo every couple weeks on thursday phoebe called me and said her grandpa was supposed to drive her to chemo but he never showed up and asked if i could take her after her chemo she fell asleep in the car i decided to bring her to my apartment to let her rest because she's one of six kids at home and her house is loud not a good place for recovering from chemo When we got to my apartment, I woke her up, brought her to the couch, and brought her some blankets. She was very appreciative of me letting her stay at my apartment. The thing is, my mom was staying with us, and she was supposed to be sleeping on the couch. It totally slipped my mind when I brought Phoebe home. My mom got back and asked why Phoebe was here when she saw her sleeping on the couch. I explained the situation and she said it was rude of me to give up the couch without asking her. I called my husband, explained the situation and he picked up an air mattress and extra blankets for my mom but she's still mad I gave away the couch for the night. I took Phoebe home Friday afternoon. My husband says he gets why I did it but he gets why she is upset. Am I the jerk for giving my friend the couch when my mom was staying with us? I think this is one of those doomed if you do, doomed if you don't moments where your heart's in the right place, but at least as far as you personally feel, you're never going to come out of this feeling like a true winner. I think ultimately, since you had promised your mom that couch, didn't tell her at all what was going on, and then left her with the air mattress, I guess you could ultimately say OP is the jerk, but admittedly it does pain me to say that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for letting my baby cry when she was hungry because we were stuck in traffic? My husband and I were on a recent road trip with our two kids under two. We drove through a winter storm during the first few hours of our drive on the second day. The storm created icy road conditions, periods of poor visibility, and eventually an accident that led to us sitting in stop-and-go traffic for quite some time. My husband has done a lot of driving in his life but does make me nervous because he's a distracted driver and uses his phone while driving. This means sometimes I see things up ahead before he does and he hits the brakes harder or more suddenly than if he hadn't been distracted. While we were sitting in traffic, both kids started crying. This is typical for sitting in traffic, they're happier in the car while we're moving. It was also about the time that our 4 month old should be starting to get hungry. I started trying to distract or entertain the kids to keep them happy. My husband mentioned a couple of times that I should just take our youngest out of her car seat and feed her. We were only going a few miles per hour and stop and go traffic on an icy road surrounded by semi trucks. There was an exit coming up that would take about 10 minutes to get to and I decided I would wait until we could get off the freeway and pull over. By the time we got to the exit traffic had started to pick up again we were going 40 miles per hour and our youngest wasn't crying anymore so my husband kept driving a few minutes later we were in stop and go again and she was crying again he ended up angrily pulling over and feeding her himself at that point he wouldn't let me and i was worried if i was feeding her he'd keep driving again anyway He maintains that I was being psycho and neglectful for not wanting to get her out of her car seat when we were driving as fast as I can walk while she was clearly hungry. I feel that traffic can pick back up.
0: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
1: Up unexpectedly and we were in conditions that didn't feel safe, even if we were going so slowly. Am I the jerk for not getting my daughter out of her seat in stop and go traffic to feed her when she was clearly hungry? my question is will the kid survive unharmed if you don't feed them right then until you get back home or at least to the next reasonable checkpoint to pull over and feed the kid if so i think Opie's pretty clearly not the jerk you don't want to be handling your kid holding your baby feeding them in conditions where things can go south really quickly high speed or not i think the only issue here is deciding to forego that stop even with traffic picking back up Probably should have still just pulled off and fed the kid. Our next story is, am I the jerk for taking my kid's nanny on vacation and not my ex-wife? The title may seem like a given, but it's not apparently. About nine months ago, my current wife, 40-year-old female, and I, 43-year-old male, hired a nanny. I have seven kids, four from my previous marriage and three from my current. Anytime we go on vacation, I plan it around when my other kids are going to be in our custody so we can all go. Our nanny comes with us as well, as was discussed when she was hired. The problem actually starts when my youngest from my previous marriage, 7-year-old female, returned to her mom's and apparently all she talked about was the nanny. My ex-wife accused me of abandoning our kids onto our nanny even though I don't. They just like hanging out with her. Yes, she is paid extra for the other kids. Every time my kids go back to their mom's, she calls and texts me infuriated, It all came to a head when I discussed going on a cruise with the kids, my wife, and the nanny over the summer, because I have custody of them the entire summer. My ex-wife called me, calling me selfish, mean-spirited, a horrible father, etc. She said I should have invited her instead of our nanny because she's their real mother and the kids already like the nanny more than her. What will happen in three months? And I never did things like this when we were married, even though I made significantly less money back then. Even my parents and some of my family are agreeing that taking our nanny and not the kid's mom is ridiculous, so am I the jerk? Should I have at least offered her to go? I mean, I don't see an issue with you paying for and having the nanny join you as long as the nanny wants to be there. And I don't blame OP for not sticking their neck out to invite their ex-wife on a holiday vacation. Her insecurity of being outclassed by the nanny shouldn't affect anything going forward. This next story is, am I the jerk for not attending my sister-in-law's wedding because she is identically copying my wedding? I told my in-laws I'm not attending my sister-in-law's wedding because she's decided to copy my wedding. My husband and I live in Michigan, USA. Five years ago, we chose to have a destination wedding in the Outer Banks, North Carolina. We invited our closest friends and family for a full week of fun to include the ceremony. We spent a year selecting the venue nationally, flying down, meeting with vendors, and selected the perfect beachfront to have the reception and ceremony. Yesterday, a text message was sent from my sister-in-law, who also lives in Michigan, in a group chat to the entire family announcing that she was now having her own destination wedding in the same state, on the same beach, at the same house, using the same vendors, taking the same photos in the same poses as my husband and I. This was not discussed with my husband and I ahead of time. My husband and I told his family that by copying our wedding, they are overriding our memories made there and that it really bothers us. We even found another house for her to book, but she refuses to change her venue. My heart is broken and today we told them that we will not be attending. My father-in-law called me this afternoon and said that his daughter has the right to choose where she wants to get married and that copying another person's wedding was a compliment and no big deal. I need to know, am I the jerk? Personally I can't blame OP, I mean I feel like they would be kind of jerks if they're outwardly like complaining and ragging on it, but for them personally I can understand not wanting to show up, because if all of these experiences are darn near identical to what you experienced, you don't want to go to this place and see all these things and have those kind of take over and replace the memories you had of your wedding. I think ultimately if you don't want to go don't go but lashing out and making a big deal about this supposed copycat five years after your wedding is most likely going to make you the jerk our next story is am i the jerk for telling a doctor i don't need their consult i was born with a cleft lip and had extensive surgeries to correct it now it's significantly less visible and the result was told to be impressive On the unrelated note, I also have a wax issue with my ears, so I have to see an ENT specialist doctor from time to time to get the wax removed. It happened to me before to have doctors, which are supposed to just remove my wax, to marvel at my cleft lip and the whole work done around it. For me, it's weird because 1. I don't consider it that groundbreaking and 2. They're doctors. Shouldn't they be more used to that? However, I usually don't say much about it. Anyway, cue Dr. Jane who was supposed to remove my wax for the day. I scheduled an appointment specifically for that. She does it and then proceeds to ask me to open my mouth, although I told her the issue is with my ears. I comply, foolishly imagining it's going to be relevant to my problem, but she begins talking about my cleft lip and how great the result is and wants to examine my nose, at which point I stop her. I tell her there's nothing wrong with my nose and ask her if she suspects there might be an infection spreading to my ears or something. She says something like, no, I just wanted to have a look and see more about your cleft lip. I stop her again, literally pushing her hands away and keep asking if she's done with my ears. She says yes and keeps trying to see the work for my cleft lip i told her to quit it that i'm not some sort of museum piece that she gets to look at from all sides and that for my cleft lip problems i see other doctors meanwhile i got up from the chair and started to get my stuff to leave she said there's no need to react like that and all she did was try to help me i explained all the help i needed from her was with my ears and if i need more i'll let her know by then i was already dressed with the hand on the door handle she kept telling me this is no way of behaving and i'm disrespectful to her I almost snapped, but told her as calmly as I could that for me this is not an interesting case but a lifelong condition and I'm not fond of people pointing fingers at it. I explained to her that I find it unprofessional and rude. I then just left to avoid further conflict. Was I wrong? Clearly, this doctor did not understand just how much this must have happened to OP. Ultimately, when it gets to this point where OP showing discomfort does not want that privacy invaded. This doctor should have been professional and especially a lot of that bedside manner training that they're supposed to have should know to quit it and cut their losses as far as investigating OP's cleft lip. I get it's interesting and the doctor wanted to see it, but OP's not a toy. I would honestly say that kind of behavior is worthy of a complaint. I just wish there would be a way to make that doctor understand what they did wrong. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not continuing my reception after my husband went behind my back? My now-husband, Lucas, 26, and I, female, 25, were getting married. We decided to tie the knot as we were having a little girl together and are madly in love. So, leading up to the wedding day, Lucas told me that his best man, Jacob, wanted to propose to his girlfriend as it would be a great time and is a nice venue to do it at. I said that I didn't want him to propose at our wedding as it's our special moment, not theirs, and that they can just do it sometime else. Lucas told me that his friend was mad that I didn't agree, I just wanted the wedding to be about us because it was our special day. After that disagreement, I thought nothing of it. Fast forward to my wedding day, we had finished the church service and now we're at the reception. We're all having fun eating. I'm eating my food and then Jacob stops the music at the DJ booth to make an announcement. I just knew from that moment he was going to propose. I looked to see where Lucas was and he was holding red and white roses walking out to stand in front of chloe jacob's girlfriend spelling out will you marry me i was shocked that they went behind my back when i said no i got up out of my seat and walked out it's been two days since the wedding and my husband cursed me out for not letting them have a special moment i responded with i wanted the day to be about us because it's our wedding not theirs and i'm happy for them but the worst thing was even though i said no you went behind my back about it Since that argument, he moved to the guest bedroom, and now most of my friends are cursing me out on all my socials. Am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk, but I think honestly walking out was more passive than I'd like to have seen. I think I would have liked to have seen OP speak up during the proposal and yell out that you told them not to do this during your wedding. I think that would have established pretty clearly what the heck was going on. Your own husband going behind your back here, I understand why OP walked out. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my family their comments about my son's name are not making me regret the name, but instead making me regret them? My husband and I welcomed our son into the world in November. We chose the name Reed for him after some searching. Neither of us got our first choice, but we love the name and it fits our son beautifully, we believe. I knew my son's name was a bit of a standout among my family. They like to reuse the same names that are popular and always seem to float pretty high in naming charts. For boys, the top three in our family are James, Benjamin and William. But Reed isn't a weird or unheard of name. My family were all very quiet when we announced the name and almost immediately they start dropping comments about people making weird naming choices for their children, which never directly mentioned my husband and me but we both felt it was aimed at us then they commented a few times how there was nothing wrong with good, solid, classic names that everyone knows and loves and reuses. But then they started to say Reed was an odd choice. Or that they had no idea where we found such a name, even though it's in the top 400 choices. My parents accused me of trying to be trendy and not thinking about my son's future. I decided to confront my family without my husband present because I felt like it wasn't fair to drag him into it more. I asked them what their problem was and why they were being so mean about the name. They told me that they hated Reed and that they felt it was a very unattractive name and we didn't think it through at all. They told me we should have reconsidered and given him a real name not something trendy that came up in the last 20-30 to years. They said we had so many beautiful names to choose from and we made a horrible decision. Then they said they had tried to gently show us the light, but we ignored their efforts. I told them if their comments about my son's name were supposed to make me regret the choice, then they failed, because all it did was make me regret them, because they were being rude and hurtful. My family did not take my comment well and told me I was being rude and I was behaving like a child who can't accept the truth. Am I the jerk? Is Reed even that weird of a name? I can't recall if I know a Reed personally, but like, if I came across anybody with the name Reed, I'm definitely not going to go, wow, what a bizarre name. I'm sorry for them. I'm not sitting there hearing Reed and thinking, oh, their future's done for. Now, if you named your kid like Jackhammer or something, maybe I could understand. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom no one asked you to have another kid? I'll give background to who I am. I'm 16-year-old male with two parents, 38-year-old female and 40-year-old male, three younger sisters, 14, one two, and one due in March. I'm in high school, junior year, doing well, passing my classes with mostly A's, making honor roll every year, and a good kid in high school. I wouldn't consider myself a lazy person either, as I work out three to five times a week, wrestle during the winter, and clean the house two to five times a week. I don't normally socialize often outside of school as I don't feel motivated to do so, so then I just stay inside and either play my game, read, study a language, or pray. Three years ago, my mom and dad both worked. My mom used to work around 50 to 80 hours a week to catch up on bills. Oftentimes, she would come home tired and would sleep during the day, while my dad worked around 40-50-ish to hours and would be tired too. Oftentimes, my mom would complain about no one doing anything around the house and calls me and my sister lazy. I usually don't say anything to those complaints, but sometimes I get irritated and say I actually clean around the house and that you only sleep, so of course you wouldn't pay attention. Moving forward a year or so, when my mom announced she was pregnant, I was kind of irritated because she would always complain about bills and how she needed to catch up on them. I proceeded to say, how are you going to say you need to catch up on bills but then have another child? I can't remember what she told me, but a month or two later, the reason she wanted to have another kid was because I love being a mother. In my head at the time, I kind of seen it as selfish as she didn't want to be alone. Somewhere in June or July 2023, my mom was pregnant but then had a miscarriage five weeks later. Two weeks later, she gets pregnant again with a girl. I wanted to work over the summer and be a little bit more independent as I'm only a few years from being a legal adult, so I asked my mom can I work. She says yes, but she needs to get money for an ID. The next thing you know, she never gives me my ID to work. My mom complains that I go out a lot and give my attention to my girlfriend instead of my baby sister or the things around the house, saying I half-butt things around here. Many times I don't have a problem with playing with or watching my sister, but at times my mom makes it seem like I'm obligated to watch my sister anytime she's tired from work or sees she's struggling and that she once again says she pays for everything and all I do is ask for items. Just because I clean the house, like I'm supposed to do, which I feel as isn't true as I hardly ask for wants. One comment she said was, can I walk to school? Mind you, it's the winter and when I wanted to walk to school, she said it wasn't safe to do so. And she won't be paying my phone bill anymore as it's her money and have my girlfriend pay for it instead. I made the comment when I wanted to work, you said no because I'm not ready, then started yelling at me telling me to go to my room while slamming the doors. There's definitely some weird controlling behavior going on here. It honestly sounds to me like she doesn't want you to become too independent because she wants to be able to still kind of use you for whatever she wants to do. She's honestly trying to have it both ways where she's complaining that you're not working hard enough, you're not being independent enough for specifically the things she wants you to be independent for but then anything that you want to do or however you want to further your life she's not there for any of that our next story is am i the jerk for telling my boyfriend he deserved to get humbled i 18 year old female and my boyfriend 19 year old male have been dating since we started college in october 2021 for the past i'd say 8 months my boyfriend has become very interested in ufc mma i don't know what to call it he gets up at like 3 a.m to watch fights and often has play fights with his friends one of these friends are important in this situation i'll call him s we had a very large group of friends we all graduated in summer but we all kept in touch over summer until now now these play fights or spars as my boyfriend would say were all fun and games but they actually led to my boyfriend believing he could actually fight because S, who says he does MMA, said he's naturally good. This led to a massive ego, and he said that he wanted to have an actual fight. And one of our other friend's dad owned a gym with a ring, and he said he could let him fight there. I don't know if that was even legal. S proposed a guy for him to fight, and it was a guy back from school I'll call A. S was friends with A, not close friends, and I knew A because we used to sit next to each other in class. S said he'll try to get a hold of him. A agreed, shockingly. When A agreed, I did express some concern to my boyfriend multiple times and he didn't listen. A was a quiet guy, but as we sat next to each other for a year, I knew probably more than others about him. He was pretty much just one of those traditional masculine males in a physical sense. Worked out six days a week, rode horses and did archery owned large dogs, but was one of those guys that looked intimidating, but was actually a nerdy and friendly guy. My boyfriend didn't like A or A's friends, and neither did the rest of the boys in our friend group. I always questioned my boyfriend on this, as A had literally never even spoken to him, and my boyfriend used to say it's because A is so arrogant and thinks he's so good-looking. This led to a lot of arguments with my boyfriend, because why did my boyfriend care if other women were attracted to A when he had me? Nobody knew if A could fight, but S said he told him something about he had been training in some form of martial arts. The whole buildup to this was my boyfriend was acting so childish. He'd constantly try to insult A in a group chat that was made, and A wouldn't even open them 90% of the time and I don't think he responded once. When the fight came along, there was only one outcome from the start. A was visibly towering over my boyfriend, and he had clearly bulked up. On top of that, Turned out he could fight. My boyfriend lost and I'd say 90 seconds. After it, I didn't bother consoling him. I berated him because I expressed my concern multiple times and he picked not to listen to me. He said I'm the jerk because I should support him unconditionally if I really loved him. He now won't speak to me because he says I embarrassed him in front of his friends while he was vulnerable. Part of me feels bad but I feel like he needed to hear the truth. I don't think OP's the jerk here, but considering the boyfriend's beliefs and their standpoint in view on the situation, I wish OP the best for their relationship going forward. If anything happens, maybe you should check if A's available. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not agreeing to my mom's husband adopting me so my brother will agree? My brother, 13-year-old male, and I, 16-year-old male, lost our dad 10 years ago. Mom got married to Jared six years ago, and after like a year, my mom asked us if we would be okay with Jared adopting us, and maybe changing your last names to his or adding his as a hyphenated last name. I said no, and my brother followed. My mom decided we should discuss it some more in family therapy, and we went for a few months. Then we had no therapy when stuff closed down, and then we returned when an office therapy was back on the table. Throughout the stay-in-place order, my mom would ask us about our feelings and if we were more open to the idea. Recently, my mom decided to try the divide-and-conquer way since the therapist mentioned that my brother said no because I was. She tried talking to my brother and he was adamant he would say no as long as I'm saying no. Mom then sat me down and asked me why I was saying no. She told me she had a few She told me she had a few very practical reasons to want the adoption to happen, including protection for us if she were to die so we could stay with her husband. I asked her if that was because she knew I would want my extended family to fight for custody and to live with them, but because she doesn't like them, she wouldn't want that and knew my decision would carry some weight unless I was adopted first. She denied it initially, but then said yes, then asked me why I was against the adoption. I told her I didn't want another legal dad and didn't want the protection being adopted would offer. She then told me about my brother saying no because I'm saying no and she wanted me to agree so he would change his mind. I told her that won't happen and nothing she says will change my mind. She asked me to at least encourage him to be adopted and I told her I would not. I did speak to my brother anyway and he said he doesn't want to do it if I'm not and it would feel weird to him to be adopted by Jared when I'm not. He doesn't remember our dad so the attachment isn't a reason for him like it is for me i told him i wouldn't be mad at him if he said yeah he said he knew that but still mom and jared sat me down and asked me again to say yes so he could adopt my brother and once again i said no mom started to cry and she got really angry with me jared said i was at the age where i could be mature and compromise on this He told me I might not love him, but surely I don't hate him so much that I would rather end up in foster care than in his care if mom died. He also said I'm putting my brother at risk. Am I the jerk? I don't think Opie's the jerk here. If they don't want to be adopted, they don't want to be adopted. And if the brother, because the other kid doesn't want to be adopted, doesn't want to be adopted, that's kind of their choice and the courts are not going to force that. The parents are just going to have to move past that. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my sons that we would have only one child if my daughter were the firstborn? I, 39-year-old female, have three kids with my husband, 46, our two boys, 13, 12, and our girl, 10. Before we became parents, my husband and I were one and done, meaning we only wanted one child and we wanted a girl. And if our first child would have been a girl, she would very likely have been an only child. However, I am beyond thankful that we had to try three times. I love my boys and wouldn't trade them for anything in the world. But the truth is that we only tried three times because the first one and the second one weren't girls. Yesterday my boys were picking on their little sister. Normally they adore her, but yesterday they would not stop making fun of her. They said something like, we should put her up for adoption because she's the last one. They were obviously joking, but it upset their sister to the point where she had tears in her eyes. I told them to knock it off again and again, but they continued. In the end, I said that they should be thankful that their sister is the youngest one, because I only wanted a girl and they wouldn't be there if I had my daughter first. They looked at me in horror. My oldest one asked me if this is really true, and I said yes. I know it was harsh and hurtful, but they were bullies. My younger son started to sob, and the older called me a witch, then they ran to their room. When I told my husband what happened, he called me an absolute jerk and nut job for telling our sons the truth. When I begged him to help me comfort them, he told me to freak off, and now he and my boys are not talking to me, and the boys are ignoring their sister. Am I the jerk? So, even if this were the case, even if you did have a daughter first and that would have been it, That's the kind of thing that you take to your grave. That is not something that you need to put a lifelong trauma, knowing that they were looked over or desired less because they weren't a daughter. 13 years old and younger, they're still very much kids. They're just being bullies the way sometimes siblings do. You don't give them a possible lifelong mental trauma note just to try to get back at them.